Welcome yes. back, everyone. <laughs> hey, guys. It's Sarah. And Carter. And this is some of our thoughts. What's that? Man. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> this uh, is kind of like Sarah's episode today. It's kind of my episode, and I am ecstatic to talk about one of my favorite muses. Mm-hmm. We're going to have some great wine, some fantastic, a fantastic recipe, Carter's about to open this beautiful bottle. We just love this sound. It's woohoo! Jean Francois Murnau. That's what they call me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they called you the Queen of Sadness. That's my girl Lana. That's right. That's who we're uh, our artist today. I feel like we can just go all over the place with this one. Me it's too. A little bit of this and a little bit of that. You could do with this, and you could do with that. You can tell me this, and you can tell me that. But Lana's where it's at. Shall we? Oh, I can just smell it. From Can you smell that? Mm. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting in the couch room today, so it's not... We're both sitting side by side. It's really, like, cozy, but, like, funny also. It's like when people sit on the same side of the table at a restaurant. <laughs> That's exactly what it's like. And you just keep side-eyeing each other. And it's yeah. like, I'm serious, kind of. <laughs> it makes sense when you're, like, a couple. Because, like, I just, okay, I just went to visit Dare. And yeah. I understand it now. Because, like, when we were at the keg, we were at this uh, big fancy steakhouse called the Keg Mansion. And he was sitting across from me. And I just, like, kept, like, reaching my hand across. I was like, do you want to just come sit with me? <laughs> I used to do that with Ryan, and now I'm like, get in your own <laughs> booth. Get in your own space. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, so. it smells like candy. Yeah, it's like candied plums, maybe. Mm-hmm. Candied. Um, there's a lot going on with it. It's a 2017, which is kind of an old gamay to have. Um, the concept for this was just ultraviolence. Like, the album was the cornerstone for this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Have you tasted it? Not yet. Take a little sip. You need me to? <laughs> I was going to talk about it, but maybe. Um, Gamay is one of those that can be so... I might just need to open up quite a bit. Sure, yeah. And so, like, typically when we get here, we talk to our producer for a little bit. We kind of kiki and <laughs> catch up. And then there's um, an inevitable little, like, you know, sound uh, check. Mm-hmm. Um Sarah and I will both kind of get our like our, our notes and our phones situated. Today we're on the couches, so we had to get our pillows situated. <laughs> and I didn't open it because uh, I like to open it with you guys. <coughs> yeah. It's a surprise for all. Can you see that like age on it though? Like yeah. you can see like the orange ring around. For show, for show. Okay, so. I'm going to give it a minute before I go back to it. That's a gamay, all right. <laughs> yeah, the finish. It's mm-hmm. interesting. Um, very like woody yeah it is like like <laughs> like a bark <laughs> like, like a bark a or a bark. bite <laughs> <laughs> same thing we um we have a lot of gamay at the wine shop and the cool thing about this one it's not from the wine shop it's from twin liquors and we were just walking around with this idea for this um album in mind yeah so ultra violence so i'll back up i absolutely adore lana del rey you do she is somewhat controversial, but I just love her so much because, well, many reasons. But this particular, this particular vinyl, Ultraviolence, 
It's definitely like Sad Girl City. Mm-hmm. I, ha- I have quite a few of her vinyls, but that one, it's black and white. So it really stood out to me. And I was thinking originally like, oh my gosh, let's do the black and white ultraviolence album. And then we can find a bottle of wine. Like I was picturing really rich red colors or like something really poppy. And Carter and I looked up and down twins for a very long time. And you know what? world I'm a little disappointed in your labels at Twin Liquors because everything was very basic with just like writing and just it looks like your standard like French wine label that had like a slight italic or you know italicized cursive Mm -hmm. and then there was maybe like it said like a Beaujolais or a, a cuvee and yeah. then it, it just didn't have anything. I just wasn't impressed and nothing called out. And with Lana, I'm trying my kind of concept for this was to channel that like old Hollywood glamour that she has. So Very like the black so. and white, I wanted a pop of color from the bottle. Definitely a red wine. She is a red wine. She is. Yeah. And then we have a chocolate recipe like for our food pairing, like chocolate. Everything just like rich and decadent and glamorous, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this bottle, I had walked by it and I was like, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's it. And then Carter saw it too and she was like. I brought it to you. Uh-huh. <laughs> you were like, um, how are we feeling about this one? And it's really, is it like coral reef or it looks like a I thought rib it looked cage? Like, I thought it looked like a blood vessel or like a rib cage. Yeah. But it could be like a coral. Um, it also just, it kind of has that like kind of fun, like light cursive that mm-hmm. looks like she could have written it herself. Yeah. And then now like I have a droplet of wine on it. So there's like a, a nice <laughs> little. Ugh. That's okay. Do you want to, I'm going to take another sip. Yeah, I need to try it again. Get um, some inspo. There was this gamay that we had that I was definitely planning to talk about even before I tried it. It's called No Control. Mm. Uh, Desert Day, Desert Dre, Desert Dre, Day. Sugar Ray. <laughs> <laughs> we can't ever be serious. No. I can't ever be serious. I'm sorry. No, I appreciate it. Um, it it's called, the producer's called No Control. And I remember having it twice once was with Corey McIntyre and Jade while they were going through potential wines for her wedding. Oh, fun. And he opened it. He like went straight to it on the shelf and was like this, this, this. And it was wild, but I only had like a little sip because it wasn't my bottle. Then Bailey and I decided to open it one night because I remembered how much I liked it. And the only word that I can describe it as is wild. Ooh. It's like wild yeast. Wild yeast. (laughs) Wild (laughs) kamei. And it's funny because it's the the cornerstone, like the the starting foundation for every Beaujolais mm-hmm. is a Gamay. But they're so different. Like you could have like the Beaujolais Nouveau that's like uh, candied, you know, yeah, like super light mm-hmm. and light, light, light. But that are literally like you able to drink three months after they're picked off. The oh, bar. yeah. Like just ridiculous, ridiculously quick. But that's the where the Nouveau comes in. Then a, like a standard Beaujolais could be a little bit more fruit forward and still be uh, medium bodied, but still lighter, yeah. lighter. This one to me is because it's aged, it's 2017. Mm-hmm. Who knows where it's been? <laughs> it could have been around. It could have been on a pallet for a long time in a hot warehouse, or it could have been on a truck for too long. It could have been on the shelf on a hot day when the, you know, electricity went out at twins you never know (laughs) yeah it does it has a little bit of a like a we'll talk about flaws i mean (laughs) yeah it's not my fave because we haven't had it before today we bought the bottle just 
to go off the aesthetic of the album. It it what does it smell like to you? Kind of like cough syrup. Yeah, it has like a medicinal quality for, for sure. sure. But it's also I'm it's hard for me to say if that's corked. I don't think cuz you can't really smell but like it doesn't taste like Where's Joey when you need him? I know. <laughs> See, to me, I feel like it will. It'll improve with a little bit of air. Yeah, with a little I'm bit gonna, of time. I'll go back to it. But let's talk about Lana. Let's talk about Lana. So Lana Del Rey, everyone knows her, the queen of sadness. So <laughs> I have a lot of respect for her and for the same reason a lot of people don't. <laughs> and basically this is Lana Del Rey is the, her stage name essentially her real name is Lizzie Grant and she was in the scene in New York trying to make it big with her name Lizzie Grant and then she also had a different pseudonym and it was like um oh sparkle jump rope queen or something like Stop. really yeah something I have it on my phone somewhere it's something like an adventure really time character I know <laughs> yeah didn't make it she actually performed a few shows with um Lady Gaga but never met her but they were in the same like circuit they're around the same age too so in yeah. the same scene it makes sense so basically she kept failing and then she created Lana Del Rey this mm. whole persona of like this sultry sexy song dress like she created this and a lot of people after they realized oh she just like invented this character like she's not real she's fake and it was like um think about like all the greats out there literally Sasha Fierce literally Lady Gaga yeah literally like Barbara Streisand like she fucking doesn't Elvis like, Elton John yeah. Elton like think Spare about me. all those people like you can't say that that's them one authentically 100% of the time. Yeah. And she'll admit like, yeah, I created Lana Del Rey and she's, she like is honestly, it seems like she's a pretty happy person. Whereas then you listen to her music and it's like, Oh, girlfriend, it's sad, sad. And one of my favorite little like facts about her is she, she sings so much about like love, like being lost in love and like heartbreak, sadness, she actually says her whole first album, she talks so much about like the love that she lost was actually alcohol. Mm-hmm. She was an alcoholic by the time she was 14 years old and they, her parents shipped her off to not boot camp, but like a, a boarding school. Yeah, reformative. Yeah. yeah. And then she went to rehab, you know, did all the work and she hasn't had anything to drink since she was 20 years old. And she she says, like, the first love of her life was alcohol. Like, she found herself wanting to drink every day and just wanting to drink alone. And then she was like, oh, I think this is this is a problem. Yeah, what's what's going on? Yeah. At least drink with friends, girl. Right? <laughs> so, yeah, which is also funny because she doesn't do drugs in real life. She doesn't drink alcohol. But that really is the theme for so much of her music. Just that sultry. It's It's a persona, right? Yeah. Um, she does smoke cigarettes and eat a lot of sugar and drink hella coffee. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, you everyone has their things. I was going to say. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> oh, man. I, who was it that was saying she stopped her set at ACL to go smoke a cigarette? Um, With Jade's Oh, that? I think it was. <laughs> yeah, she has to have her cigarettes. And she was saying, I was looking up ultraviolence in particular. The directions she gave to her producer for ultraviolence, she she's saying, I would explain things to him in terms of colors, colors and touchstone words. My word for the record was fire, you know, blue fire. When a flame gets so hot, it goes from red to blue. Mm. And I told him I wanted everything to sound like it was in the key of blue. Oh. And I think his 
first reaction was, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually have this, this yeah. um, magazine. Oh, I'll, do you need to finish? No, no. I want to hear the magazine. Uh, my mother brought this to me, what was it, on Thursday and said, hey, you know, I, I have some mail for you from the house. Um, I've been holding on to this. It's been in your room for a while, but I noticed you haven't had it. And it's literally the music issue of W that has Lana on the cover. Like the timing. Come the on. Timing. It's serendipitous. And so I was reading this, of course, because I don't really know much about her personally. I just listened. I like love her music. Um, and Sarah, thankfully, already owns these vinyls. And she said in the past, uh, the interviewer said, you've used colors and certain words to describe your records. Are there any words or colors you're using to describe your new music? And she said that she's been practicing meditative automatic singing where she doesn't filter anything and she'll just send herself like uh, voice recordings. So it's real raw, but she'll send it to this composer, Drew Erickson, and he'll add orchestra beneath the words, matching every syllable with music and adding reverb to my voice. Um, and then... I thought it was so cool that she, in this interview, she talked a lot about her color references. And yeah. She said, sometimes I wake up in the morning to red, blue, and yellow skies. It's so crazy. I could drink it like a tequila sunrise. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I love you know, her. Obviously, she doesn't drink uh, tequila sunrise, but I'm sure she probably has a fat glass of OJ <laughs> and a cigarette. Oh, man. And then they talked about her old Hollywood thing in here, too, and said, like, one thing we share is a love for old Hollywood. What is it about that era that inspires you? And she said, everything. When I was younger, my grandparents would let me watch their movies, and I related to the subtle nuances of the female characters. Not much needed to be said. A lot was inferred between the lines. But when things got bigger for me in my career, I always assumed that would uh, just be me speaking and being myself. Uh, people would know who I was inherently. But she learned that wasn't true. And she said, I really had to spell things out. And that was very hard for me. Yeah. Which I can relate to. Mm. I'm happy I have this because it's me nice too. to be able to. It's like I she's here it. with us. She's beautiful. Beautiful um, photographs in this article, too. Oh, my goodness. It's very, yeah, It's she has a lot of fashion. She talks about her doing, I guess, the interviewer. His name is Alessandra Michelle. And they did the Met Gala together in 2018. And we're talking about her Met Gala outfits and said that she she wanted to be ethereal and like a saint-like goddess. And uh, he said, when you're a creative person, it's beautiful to be in touch with people like you who are so delicate and sensitive. I'm still listening to your music and dreaming with your words. And I loved Aww. And she said, the delicacy comes out of being in a world where people can be very rough. When someone is quick-minded and smart, it's rare that they're all so kind. And I think that's you, Sarah. Thank you. Oh, very quick-minded and smart, and very, very kind. Oh, and funny. I'm so funny. You're like a unicorn. This is some of our thoughts. Is some of our thoughts. I remember the first time I heard Lana Del Rey, which is very rare for me to actually remember things like that. I was driving with my friend in downtown Austin from San Marcos. I think we we're going to a show or maybe just meeting friends. I'm not sure exactly of what we were doing, but it was video games in the beginning. Went to 
like this very ethereal, almost like fairy-like essence yeah. to it with piano. And I remember being like, what is this? Because I felt like I had heard it the other day, like on my way to work. And right when I got to work, it like started playing, but I had to go in. So I turned it off and I was like, wait, it's that song. And then I like had time. So I sat in my car and listened to all of it. And I was just like, oh my God, I want to hear that over and over and over. And then, you know, back then it was like early 2000s, like music videos were still a pretty popular thing. So she had all these amazing music videos that came out and I just have a lot of respect for her. She just created herself out of what she imagined. Like she made it happen, you know? It sounds like it. I mean, for her to recreate herself time and time again and then find something that obviously it, it was a heightened, like elevated version of yeah, absolutely. what she was trying to do. She mentioned video games in this actual article and I'm, I wish that I had known. To like so good. Oh, she said it, her song that makes her cry is Swan Song from Honeymoon. Oh. But I rem- I thought I remembered reading. Well, that might be in there somewhere. I just, oh gosh. It, and you listened to Ultraviolence. Was that yesterday you te- were texting me you were listening to it or the day before? Pretty much all weekend. Yeah, it's um, so good. And this is one that, like, I, I mean, I had heard Brooklyn Baby because mm. it's been around. Mm-hmm. But, like, I guess I didn't put it in context with the, the placement of it in the album. Yeah. I think it's so important, too, because, like, not yeah. many people take the time, but you have to with vinyl to listen to it the way the artist intended yes. it to be. And if it's in, as intentional as she is with her music, it tells a story. Yeah. And so for it to be, like, I think the third song on the album, maybe the fourth. I can look it up. Uh, it was right after Ultraviolence, I think. And, I mean, I... I was just like sitting in bed, kind of meditating to it. And this mm-hmm. was just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like a light bulb moment. Let's see. Cruel World and Ultraviolence, Shades of Cool. Okay, that's Brooklyn it. Baby, West Coast. From Brooklyn Baby to West Coast, too. Like, yeah. Yeah. And those songs are so different. She talked a lot in this article about writing about California. And mm-hmm. I mean, we love, we've already done Joni Mitchell on here. We've talked oh, a lot yeah. about um, how uh, surreal I think <laughs> California can be. And they were talking about how um, they were recording or making the music video. And it was when the Beverly Hills and Bel Air fires were happening. And she said, from that point on, um, I usually sing about wherever I am. It just so happens that California is such a storm storm center right now. But from that point on, I will always have the hills burning in the background of all of her music videos. The sky was orange, which somehow seemed perfect. And the it, oh, it ends with her track "Guns and Roses" and then Florida Kilos. She apparently loves Guns and Roses. I like love that she's for her. obsessed with Axl Rose, and she's seen them like so many times live. They would be fun to see live, yeah. honestly. Because for her, she said he's one of those like he can just perform for like three and a half hours straight and just give it his all, and that's just that's what he does and what he loves. And she says it's just it's almost contagious. Yeah. Oh, my God. Do you remember that scene in Step Brothers where they're singing <laughs> Sweet Child of Mine? <laughs> yes. In the car. So off the <laughs> Oh, so good. I paid for all these voice lessons. 
so, so good. Did you ever see the music video for Ride, one of her songs? Mm-mm. So she's actually playing a prostitute in it. And the first, like, it starts and it's like a her speaking, saying, like, her mother always said she was a really unusual girl, almost like a chameleon blending in with her surroundings. And part of that was, like, from her actual life of what her mom actually told her. And then it, like, starts them. It's like an eight-minute music video or so. And then it just shows her, like, going on this journey. But... Everything with her is also, like, very cinematic. It feels like, yeah. Like, nothing's ever half-assed. Like, she puts a lot of thought and effort into everything that she does, whether it's, like, live performances, definitely music videos. Um, even, like, she released a song on Valentine's Day called A&W. Did I send that to you? Yes. And there's, like, a basically a hidden track at the end. Yeah. Like, what? Ah. Oh. I Fantastic. saw something on Twitter that said that was like an A&W like basket from the the, dri- <laughs> the old drive ups that they used to have. And it said, you just imagine Lana Del Rey like sitting in this with like a kerchief inside of a convertible. Yes. And being like, yes, this is America. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's where she went with it for sure. Oh, man. Mm. I love a root beer right now. I used to always think that root beer tasted like cough medicine, like cold medicine but i like it a lot now as an adult Mm. lana del rey and her name too she said she wanted a name she could shape the music towards she was going to miami quite a lot at the time and speaking a lot of spanish with her friends from cuba so she said lana del rey reminded her of the glamour of the seaside she says it sounded gorgeous coming off the tip of the tongue the lips the teeth the tip of the tongue yeah and it was a combination of oh what's her name let me find it oh actress lana turner and mm-hmm. a car the ford del rey sedan produced and sold in brazil in the 80s <laughs> <laughs> niche right yeah and she's kind of, there's a whole like section here in this article saying she's just a, she's a mystery like no one really really gets her completely but then she'll come out with a new song and it's like wait when did she even record that like what oh here it is sparkle jump rope queen was one of her <laughs> nightclub aliases princess rainbow cloud mm-hmm. sparkle jump rope queen lizzie grant and the phenomena and then just lizzie grant <laughs> well i'm so happy that she created lana del rey for us i mean what a gift Ugh, what a gift and i listened to her like all through college too because that's like when all of her stuff was coming out yeah like so the early good. 2010s mm-hmm. did you ever see that um did you ever see the new charlie's angels that elizabeth banks no did? i still haven't seen it it's pretty good it's like it's very different but yeah i mean it's not the mcg one with like cameron diaz yeah. drew barrymore and <laughs> lucy Liu, but um I just love like how they expanded the universe so you can tell Bosley isn't a name. Bosley is actually a position within the industry. That's cool. It is really cool. And it was kind of about like all of the Bosleys and like the conspiracy. <laughs> but they did a song, um, Don't Call Me Angel, with Miley Cyrus, yes! Ariana Grande, and, and Lana. Lana. Yep. And oh, that music so video good. is everything. And they did a, it was a really interesting collaboration because all of their voices are so different. That She does, she's done a lot of cool collaborations too, speaking of that. Yeah. She's done a couple things with The Weeknd, which you wouldn't Very really cool. think to put them together, but they're, it's really good. He's got some range though, man. Mm-hmm. Like I think Michael Jackson is his biggest inspiration and you yeah. can tell. Oh yeah. I love Absolutely. The Weeknd. Me too. I have House of Balloons on vinyl if you ever want to do that. Oh, we should. Yeah, that was a big one for me at early college. 
because that came out in like 2011. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Lana. Oh, my favorite collab, her with Casey Musgrave singing I'll Be Home for Christmas for that live show that Casey did. I love that. I do. She literally just sounds like a straight up angel. It's just like everyone quiet, quiet. (laughs) Lana's about to sing. Quiet, quiet. Oh, it's so good. And her and Casey have a really nice, like, I think their energy matches each other very beautifully. Yeah. Because they're both very, like, effortlessly beautiful. Mm -hmm. But you can tell they put so much work into what they do. Yeah. That when they come together, it's like, oh, I got you. You got you. So nice. I got me. You got me. (laughs) It's very much like us. Yeah. (laughs) Except we can't sing that well. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Nope, nope. And I definitely drink. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just maybe not this gamay. Maybe not this gamay, but that's okay. The bottle's still dope. The bottle is still dope. So for to kind of play off of that, I have a delicious flourless chocolate tort here for you, if you'd like to hear it. Oh, yeah. All right. So like I was saying, just decadent, amazingly, just scrumdiddlyumptious, rich, rich, rich. Okay. Nine ounces of good quality dark chocolate, 65% or higher, finely chopped. Nine ounces of unsalted butter, one and a half cups of granulated sugar, seven large eggs at room temperature, one teaspoon of pure vanilla extract, a fourth teaspoon of pure, pure almond extract. And then it said, if you're feeling dangerous, a few tablespoons of rum, bourbon, or whiskey. Just a little splash. Yeah. Which I've never done that, but I think it would be yummy. Okay, preheat your oven to 375 degrees. Grease and line a nine-inch springform pan with parchment paper and grease it again. Melt the chocolate and butter together in a double boiler or in the microwave until the chocolate is almost completely melted. Remove from the heat and stir until it's smooth and totally melted. Stir in the sugar and then let it cool for a few minutes. After it's cooled, add the eggs one at a time, fully combining between each addition. And it is important that you definitely want to cool off that chocolate before you add the eggs in because it'll start to, like, cook. And you don't want scrambled chocolate eggs. (laughs) That's disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) After all the eggs are added, continue to stir the batter until the batter becomes thick, glossy, and utterly gorgeous. Stir in the vanilla extract and almond extract and any optional boozy addition you desire. Pour the batter into the prepared pan. Bake for 30 to 35 minutes until the tort jiggles slightly in the middle, but it's not completely set. Not completely jiggly. (laughs) Begin checking at the 30-minute mark to ensure the tort does not overbake. Let it cool in the pan for 10 minutes and then unmold. Optionally, optional, you can dust with powdered sugar and then, you know, cut it into wedges, serve alone or with whipped cream. So I was thinking it'd be really fun to do like a chocolate ganache to drizzle over it. Mm-hmm. And then I've actually made that recipe before and I made it, I cooked down a bunch of cherries. Oh. Like black cherries. Like as a reduction? Mm-hmm. Ooh, Sarah. I know. What about cherry with like a bourbon yeah. demi-glaze? Yes, please. Ooh. You texted this to me when I was in Canada, and I had, like, one eye open. (laughs) But I was reading this, and you go, uh, a lot of Lana's songs mention sweet treats, so I've been thinking I want to make our episode our first sweet one, and we'll do something decadent and rich. Mm -hmm. And I said chocolate ganache, and then you said ultra chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's got to be the name for this one. I think so. I think it has to be. Ultra chocolate. Yeah, here's, yeah, the one that you sent me, but... With chocolate ganache drizzle on top. 
yum. And then maybe like you could do like a cherry or like a blackberry would be so Ooh, good. blackberry would be good too. I haven't right? done it with blackberry. I love blackberries. Me and too. just even to garnish like with making like your own uh, whipped cream. I've mm-hmm. always been like a big proponent because it's so easy to do. It's so easy. And, and it's it ma- always so much better. It makes such a difference. Like if you're in a pinch, yeah, cool whip. If you have like a can of whipped cream, I'll just put it right in my mouth. Yeah. But if you if you have just a little bit of time. Like three minutes. Three minutes. <laughs> And it's literally what is it? Just like heavy cream with sugar, and like, like sugar. Yeah, and then you just whip it. I mean, that's it. It just needs to be whipped into submission, <laughs> and then to garnish with like a fresh, like little scoop of blackberries and like a little sprig of mint. I don't fuck with mint in my you chocolate. Don't, you don't. Mm-mm. Okay, but I love berries. Okay, we'll do. Berries. I would like to take a photo of it as a garnish. Yeah, but I don't want to eat it. That's fair. I've always loved just like the hint of mint. Like Nat Sherman's had that hint of mint. Hint of mint. <laughs> it was like a chocolate and mint cigarette. Oh, <laughs> Maybe oh, we'll yeah. garnish it with that. Remember the rainbow Nat Sherman? Yes. <laughs> of course. Those are the cigarettes I smoked on prom night. I literally, I made my prom dress and I... I did a a pocket inside for my cigarettes in the lighter. Because they came in those little tin cases. Yeah, they did. And black gold. See, this is why I love Lana Del Rey. She would just like (laughs) smoke some Nat Sherman's with me. Oh, yeah, she would. And I mean, so would Carter. (laughs) She'd be like, where's my chocolate ganache? Mm -hmm. And we'd be just running circles around her. like Whipping whipping the whipped cream behind her. Anything you want, Lana. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Well, I love Lana Del Rey. I love you. I love you. I love chocolate also. I wish I could say I love this gamay. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good news is we have some time before this episode comes out. Yeah. We can, we'll find. But, uh, it, you know, in the vein of it, it needed to be something kind of like that. Um, I mean, it was still definitely the best bottle aesthetically, 100%. We're just trying to find some stuff for you guys that's more accessible because I love the yeah. idea of you coming into the wine shop or driving all the way out to VMV just because you want to have what we're talking about. But we also want you to be able to, to pick something up at the grocery store. And there's some great stuff at HEB. There's some really great stuff at Twins, and uh, we have Firewater that has a, yeah. a much smaller wine selection, but they do still have some cool stuff. Yeah. And it's just in Waco, you know, we're trying to be cognizant of what y'all can get your hands on. Yeah. And plus, this is one of those bottles, too. Like we said in the beginning, we had never tried it before today. And we're mm-hmm. doing more of those this season. Like we prefaced a few episodes back. Like we're making, you know, another little turn here. We're going to try it live. So they're not always going to be great. Not all wine is amazing. Very <laughs> that. Well, all right, y'all. I had fun. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> See, and this is sober me. (laughs) Very sober. Well, you guys, as always, it's been a pledge. Put on your favorite record. Grab your favorite glass of wine. Make a flourless chocolate tort. Get your saddies in. (laughs) Listen to some Lana Del Rey. Run a bubble bath as well, perhaps. And let's have some fun. Cheers. Thank you for listening to some of our thoughts. 